Thank you for joining us for another edition of Creatives Chat. Join us as we chat about who knows what. Interesting. Episode 32, featuring Jill Swan. Our show shall begin now. Perfect. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel and Learn to play jazz piano like a pro by a pro with Jazz Piano Pro Essentials at JazzPianoPro.com Hello and welcome to another edition of Creatives Chat. Hi. I'm Rusty. I'm Peter. And before we continue on with our show, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. We are historically for supporting our show this year. Thank you so much. Your work in our community has been stellar. And we'd like to introduce a new sponsor to our show, jazzpianopro.com. Peter and I are both taking lessons and soon we'll be given progress reports as we go. And so if you'd like to join us, go to jazzpianopro.com and let's learn jazz piano together. Now, for our show, we have a really good friend of mine. So Peter, tell our viewers who we have on our show. Ooh, Rusty, we have an amazing being. She's a powerful questioner, uses her acute observational skills to bring awareness to a person's thoughts and beliefs, which all help in terms of their transformation, growth, and healing. We have Miss Jill Swan, the Toe Reader. Oh, everybody, you're going to love this. Peter, you're going to get your toes read, aren't you? Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, everybody, meet Jill Swan, the Toe Reader. Oh, Jill, thank you so much for coming on Creatives Chat. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome, and that was such a great introduction. Thanks, Peter. Of course, of course. Well, let's get the readers, or I guess you could say, let's get the viewers what they're really asking for. So what is toe reading? <laughs> let's get right to it, right? Let's get into it. Uh, toe reading, in a nutshell, is the theory that our toes holographically record the path we've walked in life. Like, um, just our toes haven't always looked the same. And so it's... Um, the angles, the shapes, the bumps, and whatever else is going on with our toes is um, related to our stories and our um, our thoughts. Our um, because I guess in the sense, you know, it's things that have happened in our life, but it's our thoughts that we attach to what has happened—good, bad, whatever—and. So it's the thoughts literally show up in our toes. What? So it's essentially yes. it's our past can manifest itself into the present toe condition. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's, it, and in it, even in that same sense, it's our thoughts about our past is what we're hauling mm. around with us today. So even though yeah. it happened in our past, because we're still have, maybe strong thoughts about it or even thoughts that we don't even realize we're carrying it will show up in your toes that's so fascinating well I, it is i'm just going to tease the the listeners and viewers right now 
I will be having my toes read later on in the show. So hold on tight. We still have plenty of questions to cover really quick. Because <laughs> how does one even get into or introduced to toe reading? Like, where did oh. your journey start? <laughs> so my journey started back in 2016. I became a certified life coach. And um, it was interesting because it's a six-month course that I took to become certified. And through the people that were in my class, and then later I knew people who took this class, and they said they never even heard anything about toe reading in, in the process of their course. So the teacher of my school was a certified toe reader, and he had... I believe now looking back nonchalantly mentioned to the class as a story he was sharing. And so it came up that he was a certified toe reader and he shared this story. And so I was like, what? I, I don't even know what it was, but like instantly I was like, I need to know more about this. So um, I approached him, asked what the heck, how do I, you know, and ended up, being gifted a toe reading by um so I was in Seattle at the time when I took this course and then mm -hmm. um ended up being gifted a toe reading so I had my first toe reading and was blown away thought is this lady psychic like what the heck and the stuff she shared was um like enlightening like it, it truly um I felt seen as opposed to how I show up in the world, I felt like, wow, she really sees me. And that felt um, like uncomfortable even a little bit. And so um, just, it, it was a seed that grew. I was like, I have to be able to do this. And so the school that actually teaches, certifies you in toe reading is in Arizona. It's in Tempe, Arizona, and it's called Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. And it is a, um, it's become a large school in that they teach, all, they teach life coach, they teach um, hypnotherapy, massage, Reiki, reading. Um, it's just a ton of modalities that, you know, they have like all kinds of courses you can take there. And the toe reading is like a one-off course. And so I signed up and became certified through their online course when I lived in Seattle. And um, one other person in my life coach class was also interested. So it was great because we got to partner up and, you know, because you need to have a partner when you take this because you learn to read each other's toes. And mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing we, me and this other person were so excited about it that we were, you know, looking at everyone's toes and so excited <laughs> about our class starting and when the class actually started, the very first thing we had to do was sign a waiver that we would not look at anyone's toes. I don't know if it was 10 or 15 seconds. It was some kind of short little time frame that we would not look at anyone's toes without permission because it was so you didn't impose on their privacy. So like you couldn't be at the grocery store and see someone's toes. And, and I didn't want to sign it because I've been looking at everybody's toes and was just <laughs> fascinated by like, so I was like, do I have to sign this? Cause I'm just like really into toes now. 
but I signed it. And, um, and even to this day, the really interesting thing about it is I do find myself looking at toes. Um, you know, I'll be getting a pedicure and the person next to me and I'll see their toes and it's probably for longer than I, but I do it in such a non-judgmental way. It's more of a, like interested to see someone's toes. And then if something maybe shows up in their toes where I feel like they've had a struggle or, or I, I send them energetic love. I just, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe as a, even if they don't know, and I looked without their permission, it's kind of like, oh, let me, even the odds. And so, yeah, I just kind of send them love on their course that they're walking in life. I love everything about that. And I think the one thing that really stands out to me is that, I mean, because it's kind of a, it is a healing. And I love how it is like a healing art, because when you're given insights into someone's life, and they haven't said a single word, it is really vulnerable. It's like a weird position, you know, and there's a lot of ways people can manipulate that and kind of, I know it's not like a psychic thing, but they could easily do that kind of, oh, you've had a pain in your life and try to play you and manipulate you. So it's like, it means so much just to even hear you say like, I still do it, but I'm sending them love. Like, cause I appreciate the honesty. And honestly, it's that compassionate work that just goes to show like, why you are a healer and how you kind of like developed into this path and this role. So I had, I do have a question for you in regards to that though. When did you know that this was the healing mode for you? That like toe reading was one of those ways you could really make an impact and put your special, unique, beautiful self in there. To be honest, Peter. So um, it had its own little, like I was unaware. So before I learned about toe reading, my thoughts about feet and toes were that they were just gross. And I especially didn't like my feet. And um, never in a trillion years would I have thought I would have an interest in learning about what the toes have to say. I, I just, so when I learned about toe reading and had this crazy, I have to learn more, um, throughout my life, I've had what I call nudges, things that make absolutely no sense. And I don't understand it. But the nudge is like something that is loud, or it's just something that I can't ignore. And so I'm like, I just do it with no reason. No. So so reading is probably one of those things that I just kept pursuing it, not knowing what what was the point of it or, or, or even that it was going to be a way to give back. It was just something where it was fascinating and different. And I suppose I'm drawn to things that are different. Like, you know, palm reading is really cool, but everyone knows about palm reading. Toe reading just <laughs> took it up a notch. And um, so I think that was it. It was just a way to, as I call it, fly my freak flag or be different. <laughs> And I didn't really think of the service it was really going to provide as much as I thought of it, maybe a little bit of novelty, like it would be fun, like what a great, um, but I really wasn't even giving the credit to what came up in my personal toe reading that I think that was also a process to, um, you know, doing our own work in life, um, being open to 
what my attachment to my stories in my past was creating in my current day and mm. um, my toe reading. It showed a light on an area in my life that was my early 20s that um, I had completely like stuffed away. It was an experience that happened that had a lot of pain, a lot of regret, just all sorts of, but it, it happened. And I stuffed it away without dealing with it, without processing mm. it or giving it the space it really deserved to learn the lesson from it. And when it came up in my toe reading as is like again it's not psychic she didn't identify it but she called out a time in my life that there was um some some deep you know probably struggle or some and i even later meditated on it because i wasn't even aware at the during the toe reading it felt like something but i and so when it came up in a meditation and wow, I have some serious work to do around this. Because when it came up, I felt all the ooey gooey messiness of that was like, still, now I know holding in my body in regards to it. So wow. Um, I think I'm um, so the process of what came up for me to answer your question is that it became where once I learned how to read toes, I would started going to psychic fairs and reading toes. And I had some people that actually cried that had um, a true release in the sense of they felt seen and heard mm -hmm. and validated. And I felt honored to be a part of the process. And, and I, so I think it's been this whole like, wow, what a great, um, tool I have to be able to help people in a way that isn't the norm. So it's like a win-win. It's different and I'm helping people. I love it. I love it. There's no greater satisfaction than turning our skills into that service for humanity. And I think that's something that just really warms my heart, Eric, so much. And it's funny because you had such a resistance to feet. I think that's probably the most particular thing that I'm like, I want to investigate because the way I like to see things in life, a lot of the ways is that our ego, you know, whatever the, whatever you want to view it as, you know, the, uh -huh. the inner child, the, the conditioned self, the energy body, whatever. I like to see it as that antagonist that's always trying to kind of test us and push us in certain avenues of life to be like, all right, well, let's see if they're very serious in their heart. And it's in this way with you, I've seen that it kind of was almost hiding the fact that this was one of your skills just due to like a natural like ew it grosses me out like well what is it like so what awakened within you when you had your toe reading that toes are actually fascinating and that this almost like disgust or disdain for feet melted away um for me and and i think there's an underlying it's interesting because it comes out in, in toe readings for me it was truly a lack of like the self-talk was an unworthiness. Like oh, I'm yeah. not worthy, right? For whatever reason, you know, just this where you're kind of, I was going through life having to earn, you know, some kind of whatever you want to call it, earn love, earn, you know, prove yeah. myself to the world type of thing. 
whether consciously or unconsciously. And the dislike of my feet was a part of it. Like it was another thing not to like about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and although I don't really like anyone's feet. <laughs> and so they were just like this weird thing, you know, feet I were weird is how I looked at it. But I really had um, a dislike of my feet, like my feet were mm. another reason of like where I'm not up to par in some way. And so when I had a toe reading and realized that my toes actually represent like where I've been in life and, um, and then felt seen by having my toes read, it just switched the view of them. Like it felt like, wow, my toes, there's a, um, it was truly a little bit magical in the sense of how it flipped, how it like kind of put me from that, wow, I don't like these guys to, wow, these are really kind of awe-inspiring what they're, you know. Um, and I think it's that, like our feet carry us through the world. So in that, like, wow, really having some respect for my feet and where they've been and where they're continuing to show up and help me out is, um, it was it. a true, true inner shift is what it was. Yeah, well, I guess this is the perfect segue for it. How do you use toe reading to help kind of evoke those inner shifts for people that you're working with? Um, what I, so, so far I have given toe readings as a, just that as a one-off service okay. as a toe reading. And, um, and one of the things that I have done now for a toe reading, because so much can come up in a reading for someone and I actually have um, toe reading cards that you can get along with when you get certified at the school at SWEHA is what South, Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. So they have toe reading cards and they're these great, I have them here, I'll show you because they're so great. They have, if you can see little pictures of baby feet on them. Oh, I love it. And then yeah. after a reading, I have people draw a card and they have questions on them. And whatever the question is, always, always comes back to whatever came up in the reading. Wow. Like, like this one here says, how will you step into your greatness today? So like that. that, the person then has that to take away and meditate, journal on however they want. And then I also, as an extra step, so to speak, just wanted to give because I felt like I personally like a takeaway whenever I have a great aha moment or something opens up, I like something to remember it by. So I have what I call my box of rocks that I have with me when I do a toe reading. And these rocks are rocks that have been collected out on for, you know, beaches, wherever I clean them and then they get um, written on usually a pictures on one side and a words on the other. And I've had um, rock parties with my friends where we've gotten together and made rocks and they've been blessed. And, and so the people then get to pick a rock afterwards to take with them their takeaway. I, like I do that because after the toe reading, I want them to be able to take whatever came up for them. And if nothing came up, that's great too, but they still get this takeaway and the word that usually shows up on the rock, again, normally coincides what came up in the toe reading. Like the word could be 
peace mm -hmm. or joy or fly or um and so it usually coincides with and so that's been what i've done like they get the toe reading um they get their takeaway rock they get something to meditate on their question and off they go and so i am currently creating a coaching program around getting a toe reading and then whatever comes up in their toe reading is like let's say um they pick peace or you know the rock comes up and it coincides with that they definitely are working on creating more peace in their life then i can offer a program that says you know here would you like help creating more peace in your life more joy in your life more love in your life and um so for that same reason it's like i felt like i'm sending my my clients off with this toe reading and then sometimes I feel like, oh, I could continue to help them. Like I personally, when I have aha moments, I love accountability partners or someone that right, could right. coach me into, okay, I've been doing this as a knee jerk for this long. How do I shift? How do I reframe my story I've been hanging on to? So Ooh. yeah, and that's so that's a current thing that I'm um creating. And it's gonna be called so much more like with three O's <laughs> because it's so, and the point is, you know, let me help you create so much more in your life, whatever that looks like for you. So it's your own authentic truth. Yeah. Because your toes are shining a light on the story. It's normally a negative story and it's just a story, Ooh. you know? But the power of the stories we tell ourselves. Right. And the stories that show up in our toes are what we're telling ourselves. Which is so, that's why I'm like, I'm so curious to see what's going on with the toe reading later. Like, so <laughs> in terms of this, you know, reframing, you know, the my story, how have you really experienced the life coaching develop into this, the spiritual process? Or have you always kind of seen them hand in hand? definitely haven't always seen them hand in hand because well for me i believe everything is a divine appointment and when i decided to become a life coach it was a calling it was again a nudge i would call it because i had no one in my circle my family that was you know encouraging or thinking it was a great idea or it just felt like this is the next step if i'm gonna mm -hmm. at the time i didn't know like my life was fine but it was fine you know it was just it didn't have any oomph it didn't and i and i knew just it was a knowing when i became when i was going to go to this class that what mm -hmm. i'm wanting to learn to help others i'm gonna have to work through my own stuff before i could help others i knew that going in so there was resistance because you know i wanted to bypass that part <laughs> and but so it's all been like part of my own story of where i've gone in attached to thinking my stories are my truth because you know i'm like i had this experience and i have this opinion about it so obviously it's my truth because it's mm. my opinion and i could tell you what happened to prove it um, but in going through the life coach, I learned 
like it, it's a fascinating process and it's not just a one, two, three process. It's truly uh, stuff comes up and out and that you get to identify and just learn new, a new way of being, I think is really a new way of seeing things or a new perspective or um, not even quite sure how to explain that one, Peter, because it's just been such a process that's kind of has blown me away in the process of it, of to where there's something bigger than I went in with it in my head thinking, here's what it looks like. Here's what I need to do. And here's the end goal. And in learning, there's something so much bigger at work that I'm supported divinely by this universe. And all I have to do is say yes. And like, jump and the net appears but it's like getting out of my own way to do it so mm. i think to answer your question i'm still in the process of knowing it's a spiritual journey because it so is for me but in helping that like it's when i help others i'm still learning about myself is what you know yeah. i can still have a coaching session today that i'm like Oh, wow. And, and the voice in my head is like, can you hear yourself, Jill? Because that's a message for you, too. And, <laughs> you know, so it's I'm just open to the journey and the adventure at this point. Because so much has unfolded already. That's kind of I had no idea. Yeah. Um, one of those things was I told you, Suiha Southwest Institute of Healing Arts was located in Arizona. I am from the Pacific Northwest and born and raised. I'm an ocean seasons girl. I love the ocean and all the different seasons and the beauty of the green in the Pacific Northwest. And three years ago, I got a nudge, one of those nudges to move to Arizona, the desert. Wow. Was, yeah. And, and so it was in the process of the, you know, doing the coaching, doing the toe readings, learning more about myself. And it made no sense to move to Arizona. I had no family or friends here. I, it's the desert. Like there's no ocean. There's no seasons. It's just hot. <laughs> and um, I actually ignored it for six months. For six months, it just was a constant like move to Arizona. There was no other way to explain it until I'm like, wow, I'm I'm moving to Arizona. And I had no savings account, no job to support me in Arizona. I looked when I realized I'm really gonna do this. And I continued to look for work in Arizona from Seattle. And mm -hmm. what I call the nudge or the voice was like, just do it. Like it was kind of stop trying to control it. And so I packed up my very little car with what would fit and drove to Arizona. <laughs> and, um, and I thought one of the reasons I thought because I learned how to read toes by a school in Arizona that everyone would know about toe reading in Arizona. I thought it was going to be a a more known thing here and still I am con nobody has heard of toe reading everybody is like what what is that so um I'm now in Arizona and don't even know why but I just trusted the nut <laughs> well 
Well, that takes such a courage. And I always like to, you know, pay homage to all of those, you know, being spiritually unfolding just to show that to actually take those signs that the universe is, you know, throwing in your lap and to act on them and to continue to carry out this search, regardless if you know the outcome or not. You know, I think the biggest thing is when you journey into the unknown, you're rewarded with more answers of this great mystery. So it's just, it just goes to show just, I call it your, you know, the spiritual badass. What you just go out and do these types of things because it just shows a deeper level of intuitional awareness that a lot of people are still learning to really tap into those powers, you know, being able to listen to the voice and see what it's really trying to tell you or nudge you towards. All right, viewers and listeners, it's the time of the toe reading. So Jill, let's get started. For those watching and tuning in, I sent Jill a picture of my feet. And now it's time for the toe reading experience. (laughs) Take us away. I love it. So for a normal toe reading experience, Peter, I usually ask the person if they have a way to ground or center or whatever to bring them into the present. And um, I do the same. I don't think, like, I feel like you're, like, I feel like we're both doing a great job being in the present. I'm loving this conversation. Um, But, and some people, the reason for doing that for a toe reading is because by asking them to, whatever works for them, even if it's just sitting, taking a couple breaths, filling the chair underneath them type of thing, it's about kind of bringing them into their own awareness. So I don't want to be telling them about their toes. I kind of want them to be in their own, you know, in their own body and their own truth type of thing. And then sharing what's coming up and then they can. So, um, so I, I do that with the toe reading and then, you know, usually by the time someone's getting a reading, they know what it's about. And, um, and so I share that the feet, the cool thing about our feet is that if you like break a toe or all that means something. And so knowing what your different toes represent, it's like really cool. So I share that the right foot is how we show up in the world. And the mm-hmm. left foot is our higher knowing our spiritual side, our internal side. Mm-hmm. And so the first four toes, the big toe to the fourth toe over all mean the same thing, except one's external and one's internal. And then our pinky toes are slightly different. And so the toes mean something, but there's also archetypes that can show up in your feet. Mm. And the archetypes the reason I share that is because I saw some, I saw more than one archetype in your feet. <laughs> and what shows up for the archetypes is there's got to be a gap between the big toe and the second toe. So mm. do you see how you have a gap between your big toes and your second toe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, that gap also is a sign of someone who has a strong intuition. Mm. Oh, and, and from our conversation, exactly, right? And um, and you'll see, like, some people will have a gap at the base of their toe, and then we'll, cl- like, it'll be the, the big toe and the second toe will be, like, touching at the top. And that's mm-hmm. a sign of someone who has intuition, and they don't trust it. Like, they block off letting it in. It's really interesting to hmm. see that. So you having that, and then the first um, archetype that showed up 
is called the king's archetype. And it mm. shows up because there's the gap between the big toe and the second toe. And then the toe, the rest of the toes look kind of um, short and um, box-like, you know, like it's, uh, I don't want to say stubby, but you know, they're, um, <laughs> but, but they're still powerful. Like it's the king's archetype that shows up here. And a king's archetype is someone who is, would be, a leader, uh, you know, someone who also people are drawn to. So it's and and, and I feel that about you. I, I mean, I'm I'm making the call here. You decide if it's true for you. But it's um like a like the kind of archetype that would show up is someone who's just a natural born leader. And then mm. with an archetype, there's shadow sides, you know, so with the king, you could be a king that rules in the sense of you're there for your people and you're the good king, or you could be a tyrant king, you know, mm. that let your ego um, rule, but um, definitely had those phases. Really? <laughs> well, as, yeah, I feel like as teenage teenager, that definitely was one of those things where it was very more, e I was very egoic based in my youth. Uh -huh. And because a lot of that confidence and just like natural abilities, and have grown out of it, obviously, through my own spiritual search, but it became that kind of, you know, the the hero's journey, so to speak. I had to go to, through those depths to come back out and kind of recognize, wow, that was wrong. I shouldn't have right? done things like that. But also but, yeah. really cool that you, even as a teenager, like, okay, is it like, that's kind of supposed to be our rebellious learning years, right? right? To be like, yeah. oh, maybe that's a bad idea moving <laughs> forward to have a but that's really insightful that you learned it that early to kind of tone that side down. To master it. <laughs> yeah, find a better balance, a, a better side to your natural born leadership abilities. Type of oh, thing. That's interesting. And the interesting thing of you saying that is the other archetype that shows up because you, you know, you learned, you um, discovered that wasn't the best way to be is the other one that's showing up is the monk archetype, which is you still got the gap between the big toe and the second toe. And then it's the other four toes are close together. They're lined mm. up. And then it's um, like with the other four toes, they're lined up doing their thing. But the big toe is this solid kind of dominant toe out there by itself type of deal. And that shows up as a monk archetype by having the feet look like that. And mm. the monk is a lifelong learner like it's you know it's exactly like primer and but and it's also like a monk is someone who may enjoy they're most likely an empath and they're um mm. because of that they like to get away from people they like to you know have their quiet have their alone time and the monk's shadow side is making sure they find a balance of how to be of service to people and to themselves that they don't just mm -hmm. check out permanently and become a hermit, but that they also, you know, so it's, um, and it's cool seeing the different archetypes that come up in people's feet because it usually does, you know, pertain to personality traits when I'm like, here's what yeah. this archetype looks like. Yeah, I'm like just, I feel like this past two years, I've just been really getting out of my hermit phase. Cause I definitely had to go to like a retreat, like figure some things out before you want to open up into the world. So like, yeah, these past few years, I feel like it's definitely been an unfoldment, but like a conscious, like, 
Oh, I've used that word specifically. Like, oh, I'm just being oh, that, right now. <laughs> right? I love it. That is so cool. So all the toes I said mean something. Our big toe is our destiny toe. Mm, interesting. So on the right foot, it's how we show up in the world. Mm. And then on the left foot, it's how we show up and be in touch with our higher knowing. And I'll just tell you what all the toes. So then the, the toe next to our big toe is our communication toe, our communication and creativity toe. So your mm. communication toe with the world on your right foot, your communication with yourself, your higher knowing on your left foot is the difference on when you're reading them. And then the mm. third toe is our action toe. So action toe in the world, action mm. toe internally. And then the fourth toe over on the right foot's my favorite toe, and that's our relationship toe with the world. So it's not just intimate relationships, but family, co-workers, the people, you know, people we interact with. And then so then the relationship toe on the left foot's with yourself, your higher knowing. Mm -hmm. And then our pinky toes, the one on the right foot is our abundance, our manifesting toe. And mm -hmm. then the one on the left foot is our trust toe. So, and then when you read the toes, the way they, what you want is straight toes. Straight toes is that you're walking your path, but, and you really have some great looking feet, Peter. Like you really do. Like they're straight, like they're, um, it's too funny. <laughs> but I'll tell you the things that popped up for me when I, when I looked at them, my, one of the things that popped up was your communication toe on your right foot. So the toe next to your big toe has mm -hmm. like a bruised looking toenail. Yeah, that was like, drop the knife on it a little bit ago. <laughs> right, and everything is something in toe reading. Yeah. <laughs> so currently, does it hurt? No. Okay, and the reason I asked that is because here's, here's what shows up when you have like a bruised toenail. And our toenails are our thoughts. So with each one of the toes I described, so it would be your thoughts when we have toenail mm. issues or a missing toenail, it's, it all pertains to something. So the black mm. spot, having a bruised toenail, it's like, and again, this is your communication toe, your creativity toe with the world, like what you're creating in the world, what you're putting mm -hmm. out there communication wise. So a bruised toenail would be like blood coming to the surface like new ideas, something is about to unfold, something new is presenting itself, right? Which yeah, is, that's yeah. exciting and cool. And because of what you do and who you are, I'm like, I can see that, like new ideas, new, like, cause you're just <laughs> like, you are creating, like you're on creative chat, like, <laughs> and talk, right? Like, it's like perfect. Yeah, like yeah. this bruised toenail coincides with creative chat. Like it's literally new ideas, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so <laughs> wild. Right. And the reason I asked if there was pain behind it, because, you know, we could have something and then it's like, yes, it's painful. Mm -hmm. The pain would suggest that there's a resistance to letting the new idea in. Mm. And you said, no, you didn't have any pain. So then it would be like you're in the flow of like new ideas are, are coming and popping up and and you're <laughs> not resisting it because. I mean, it probably hurt when you dropped the knife on the toe. <laughs> okay. Very grateful, though, that it was the, the handle end down. I was, that was one of those moments where I was like, Whoo. Right? 
Ooh, almost lost a toe there. <laughs> right, exactly. And then again, that would have correlated over into something. Like it's so easy to have people be like, well, I have that blister there because it was new shoes. You know, it's so easy to be like, like that's just because of my new shoes. In toe reading, everything's something. So the toe you get the blister on and the, where it's at or what it's doing, like that would represent that part of your life. So you would read a toe reading like, well, okay, I'm sure your new shoes causing the blister, but here's what it could be telling you about that area of your life, which is fascinating, I think. Yeah. No, it coincides more credibility to what you're saying is that these past few months, I think I had it almost like two months ago. And because it technically started at like the very beginning of the nails, like further down, obviously it's, it's gradually grown out, but like, it's one of those things that there's been a lot of communication differences that I've changed within people in my life and new ideas coming into fruition and different projects I've been working on. Okay, so like, awesome. again, like I'm just giving, I'm giving you the way. Cause it's like, yo, there's facts to this. This, that blew my mind. I had no idea about that. Isn't that cool? Yeah, let's keep it rolling. I'm curious. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, okay, so why the relationship toe on the right foot's my favorite. Like it yeah. is my all-time favorite toe to read because so I say what we want is like straight toes, toes that are walking their path or in you mm -hmm. know alignment with their truth. And so your toe is fairly straight, but do you see how it kind of tilts at the tip towards your big toe. Yeah. So the big toe, if it's tilted towards the big toe, that's looking towards the past. And mm. so and the reason that I completely love this toe, every toe I've ever read except one, including my own, is tilts towards the past in some degree. Like, you know, it could be mm. majorly like hanging out in the past or just, you know, and yours is slightly tilted towards the past the way I would read it in an intuitive way because it, it's like our relationship with the world so it mm. looks like a full toe like it's full and you know fleshy like it's a lot of love to give a lot of right yeah, yeah. and the little bit of tilt towards the past it also looks like the toenail feels a little bit off-centered or something on it like it feels like the toenail is really more tilted towards the big toe than the actual toe if I'm in the picture yeah. it yeah, just yeah, feels a little it. it could just be the angle of the toe tilted towards the big toe are you looking at your picture or your yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at i'm looking at the feet now i'm looking at my oh, actual I, love it. <laughs> I would say it is that could be a little bit more of the picture but okay. it definitely still has the no i mean it has that kind of like like a little curve. bit like it does have that curve to it a little bit right and so here's what what that represents in our lives and what I, what is so true for me and i found to be it's like our human nature or at least the western culture that i um we look to the past in our relationships and what we do again it's back to what we said earlier in the sense of we don't look to the past in all the great, like we could, but most people don't look to the past and, and use the past as this experience I had to prove that there's amazing things happening in my life. Mm -hmm. We have an experience in the past that wasn't pleasant in whatever way, shape or form. And then especially in our relationship though, is 
we use that as reason to guard up, to armor up, to, um, you know, not put ourselves out there as much. And so when our relationship toe is looking towards the past, I find that it is a way to play safe or a little bit of way to be like, usually it was from hurt or pain or whatever. And so I'm going to I'm going to rein it in a little bit, or I'm not going to be as free flowing or as open hearted or as, you know, I'm going to like play it safe. So as not to experience that pain that Mm. happened before, like, um, um, and when the, the toe and yours is like, you're really doing a pretty good job of being straight. It's just a little bit tilted. So when I share this, like it's you're someone who may have done their work and may have be like owning this, but it's just that awareness of how, we could take a past experience, bring it into today, and then have a less optimal experience today because we're purposely holding back. We're, you know, we're the one that's keeping it from being optimal because I don't want to get hurt or whatever. And I use it all the time because it's one of my favorites is using the EKG <laughs> machine as an example of mm. someone had showed it being straight lined and asked what it was and everyone said that's death when it's and then he showed it you know with the up and down and and that was living and mm. they're like yeah that's alive and so he said when you're alive the EKG machine has ups and it has downs and it's non-stop up down up that's life but when it's straight lined that's death but what we mm. tend to do with our relationships from the past of how people interacted with us in the world. And we hold on to less fun feeling moments and use those as make them a truth of like, Oh, I got to be careful now. And so we try to make it to where we don't have any of the downs, Mm. you know, and I find our ability to feel pain equates to our ability to love. So Like when we get really hurt, it's because we really felt love. And how exciting is that, you know? But when we straight line, like that's death. Like that's a stagnant, you know? That's and so it's when I coach people on that who really have it tilted towards the the past, it's it's a choice. Like it's not making it right or wrong. Like maybe the pain you felt was so much in the past. Like you do not ever want to feel that again. And you are good with a stagnant straight lines life. Like you're like, I'm, that's enough for me. I'm happy, but it's okay. But if you're, you know, not aware and you want to have those ups again, you're going to have to be okay. Maybe feeling some downs and, and just be in the, you know, throw your hands in the air when it's really up and exciting and great. And then hang on tight when it's in the down, because it's going to keep changing. We constantly life is ever changing so that's why it's my favorite toe because yeah it's like so much fun too so the pinky toe right there next on the right foot right there next to your relationship toe oh yeah i want to bring that one up because um it's it's looking towards the past yeah, I got a fleshy pinky toe as well. Right. <laughs> and this is your this is your abundance prosperity toe. Right? Mm. So it's so it's like got a ton like potential. It's got a ton of abundance, but it feels um like one, it's kind of hiding under the relationship toe. It's kind of tucked into your relationship <laughs> toe. 
And then also the toenail, like you could take a look better, Peter, and see, but from my picture, is the toenail like a little bit? I barely, like, I, so I got that one from a mom. Like, no, we barely, right? like, very small, very small, pinky, pinky toenail. <laughs> okay, well, my question for you, what are your thoughts around abundance and prosperity in your life, showing up in your world physically? Hmm. I think for myself, I've always tried to have a path of moderation to a degree, but it's one of those things as well where it's funny because it's, I guess, if getting put on the spot, usually I'm asking the questions. No, I, know, um, right? I, would say, <laughs> I would say it's actually probably me learning more to let go and be okay with receiving things. Because I think that's very much a thing that I've been working on for myself spiritually for a little bit is being okay accepting the grace that life's given because i used to let it go to my head and all these other things and then i pretty much closed everything off after like pain and trauma and i've learned to really try to open it up and heal from it but just being okay with just receiving good things right that's what you know what i mean because i feel like especially as a kid i was always like oh i'll get something really nice and then be humbled and karma checked super hard by life so i was always very like do i want the new thing do i should i take it but yeah i don't know so there's a receipt. Yeah, I love that. So because your toe, it's just what you said. So yes, your mom could have the same toe, toenail, but also if you get more comfortable around receiving, and also I get the impression that you're quite the giver. Like obviously you just from our talk and everything, it's all the more we receive, the more we can give. Right. Like, so making receiving something that allows us to give on a bigger level, like the more I receive, the more I have. And when you make peace with that, you know, like, hey, Mm. if I open the floodgates to receiving, then I, you know, can open the floodgates to giving. You know what's um, really funny with that? Sorry, I just want to. Yeah, no, I like what's coming up. It relates, I think, back to my point of one of the things I was always really bad at, and I'm still learning my way around this one is like receiving compliments because for so long I had really, really low self-esteem. I was one of those cover uppers. I was like, no, I'm this, you know, this brilliant, bold personality, but deep down hated myself. Like, so (laughs) I laugh about it now, but like, it's one of those things where it's really funny that it, that's where it spoke to me when you said that was just like, Oh, you need to be more accepting of things like of help of all that different types of things. Cause there's been abundance of service and things like that in my life that I'm always like, no, no, no. I don't like owing people things. I don't like doing that stuff. But like, it really has these past few years been an opening up of just like acceptance, letting things in, receiving the grace, receiving the kindness and all that. Yeah. And it's truly because again, that was a major to not be comfortable accepting and then becoming mm-hmm. aware and something as much as, you know, someone saying, what a great shirt you have on, or, you know, your hair looks great today. And instead of being like, oh, this old thing, or just saying thank you, and truly letting that in is a practice, like, and and it's like, be consciously receiving something as simple as a compliment really helps reset us, you know, it's again, back to that reframe of how do we change the way we're showing up in the world, you know, just getting comfortable receiving and saying, you know, that you had really low self-esteem. I believe we all have something 
that has a lack mindset behind it about how we're showing up in the world. Like we have such a tendency, I know I do, of going out and you see someone else and you're like, oh, if only I had it together like they do, they have it so together. But that person has their own internal dialogue because I think it's part of this human experience to, to figure out, to get past that. And I just wholeheartedly believe we all have something that we would like to improve on or work on or feel like is proof of why we're not good enough. And I, yes, I really do. And so that's part of what I love to coach around and why I love to Mm -hmm. read toes is because of the whole, like it's in your toes that you're worthy, that you're here, you're here to show up and do like the big toe is the metaphors for toe reading are great because like how your big toe takes up space, you know, it like is a big, big toe, <laughs> your destiny toe. And like, that's how it translates over in toe reading. It takes up space. You're meant to take up space in this lifetime is how mm. it, you know, you're meant to show up and own your gifts. And, um, and another <laughs> thing that, shows up on your big toe another thing that i was wanting to point out with toe reading is our toe is our age is our lifespan so the base of our toe is when we were born and the top of our toe is today so that's how so with that being said do you see you have a line on both your destiny toes on both your big toes Mm -hmm. like right down the middle I think a little less than middle is what you see yeah, that yeah. So what that would suggest is, um, so with it being, I think, are you willing to share how old you are, Peter? Yeah, of course. Yeah, just turned 30 in October. <laughs> oh, you did? Happy birthday. You had a COVID birthday. So, right. <laughs> right. Um, And so I asked your age because with the base of your toe being your birth and the tip being a basically a 30-year-old toe, then to me, it looks like it's showing up just under halfway, which would suggest like mid-teenage years, you know, would be where this line was. And again, this line could suggest a time in your life Mm. back during that time frame where something so amazing and profound happened that it shaped your life or most likely something in your life during that time was so traumatic or intense in a way that it, you know, and what it could be like at the time we may label it as really bad and and terrible, but it's most likely something that made you readjust your way of thinking or Mm -hmm. reevaluate your values and um, just maybe show up in a different way. And um, (laughs) you're nailing the head thus far. (laughs) Right. And well, and because the other thing is, so you see how like the knuckles of your big toes, how your toes, how it's um, not completely straight. Mm -hmm. Especially that, especially on the physical toe, I feel like the the knuckle there that would kind of be 
like that you've had to work to be on path that you've had to like it like it's like it wasn't like you had this great supportive like hey cheerleading squad rooting for you keeping you on but that you had to really do your own work because it could have gone either way right it could have been like it's 100% right there. Oh my gosh, that. this is blowing my mind. I love Isn't it. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, that's I love love for this. That's <laughs> how I felt when I got my toe reading. I'm like, this is crazy that this is in my toes. <laughs> Hello, Jill. It's been a pleasure having you on our show. I'm so glad that you got to meet Peter. And Peter, yes, you got to learn to take a compliment. You are a phenomenal host, man. You really yes, direct. you are. Yes, I did owe that. Uh, yeah, and so I am. It's a pleasure to be able to ride in the back seat on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I believe pressure, uh, applied pressure, uh, brings out the character in us. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we put ourselves through self-imposed pressure. We create problems for ourselves. I. I think Peter even mentioned like all our problems are, are all self-created. They're just illusions that we create ourselves, you know? And, and I think about that. Yeah, we create our own problems and then we go out and solve them and then pat ourselves on the back for okay. it. <laughs> you know, but if you also substitute problems for lessons, I think then we go, oh, I created my own lessons that I learned from them. I think that's where we've shifted, we transcend. We go from problem to lesson and we start to look forward to them. Oh, it's not another problem, just another lesson. As time goes by, we just get used to it. Oh, yeah. Like you said, we climb to the mountaintop and what do we see? Oh, more mountaintops. Okay. <laughs> there's more, there's more mountaintops to conquer, right? But when you're climbing up that one mountain, it's a big deal. <laughs> like I've never, especially if it's your first time climbing up a mountain, it's like, oh, this is, you know, hard work, but you see other people do it. You get inspired, you make it to the mountaintop and you realize, oh, I'm not done yet. There's, yeah. Now I got to get back down. <laughs> and but what came up when you said that too was the picture, but we're learning as we climb that mountaintop, we're learning mm -hmm. how to climb. And so we're, our skills are getting stronger and we're getting better able to navigate the mountain to where we're maybe even mm -hmm. excited about the next mountain. And next thing you know, we're training and showing other people how mm -hmm. to navigate up the mountain, yes. And it becomes no big deal. Ah, just another mountain. <laughs> my, my life coach teacher called lessons, he called them blessings because he said they were blessings and lessons. So he always, would, when, when we coached in class, it was what's the blessing behind that? Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah, I am borrowing that. I know. That's a great one. That is a great one. Well, I think it comes back down to you know, I really want to use um, Jill's line in the sense of holding the space. I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that I had in the sense of just the phrasing of it is that, you know, when we hold space for others, it gives them that authentic space to really see themselves for the first time, to recognize, to heal, to learn, whatever it is they're working on. But it also gives you the opportunity. And in truth, it is the holding of our own space that is self-growth and leads to self-mastery. So I just love, I like the way you put that. I just haven't seen it. I haven't approached the image from that angle yet. So that's what I like to see is just like, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. I like that. We got to hold the space for ourselves. Right? 
We well, do. And, and I would extend that. And we have to hold the space for our community. You know, yeah. I think that's where Peter's been showing up lately. He, you've been holding space for us. And Jill, I see where you're doing it for the community as well. You're getting out of your shell. You're holding space for yourself, which then allows you to show up and hold space for others. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. And it's the only way in truth. And it's truly a dominoes effect. Like the only person we really have to worry about is ourselves. Like how are we showing up in the world? And then there's that dominoes effect by us living our truth. It's truly giving other people permission to live their truth. It's yeah. Well, you're, like you're going to get a little bit of the, the back, like, Hey, that's not how we do it. Or that's not, you know, you're, you're doing something different, but you just keep doing you and eventually other people start doing them. It'll mm. less of that, less of the matrix. <laughs> Truth. I like that. Well, Jill, it's been a pleasure having you on creatives chat. You I are, have loved it. <laughs> you have a lot to offer the world. And, you know, I, I got to see from a, a observer's point of view of what it's like to witness somebody getting a toll reading. And so I would like to encourage others to uh, go to tollreader.com and sign up and find out for yourself what truths will be revealed uh, and what questions uh, Jill will read uh, at the end. So I, I do, before we go, can you pull a card for Peter? I'd love to, Peter. Totally spaced. I love it. Right? Bring it back full circle. Right, this is great. So I'm shuffling here to get them all mixed up. Did I tell you when to stop? How about we'll do that? Like old you school do magic that? trip. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Sometimes one flies out, you know. Whenever I do them for myself or other cards, I always like it when one just flies out. I'm like, that's the one. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and let's go stop. Okay. And then we'll do the first card on top, right? Okay. Or I don't really care. Like, whatever works. Oh, I love your question. Here's your cute little toes on the front. And I'm going to show you the, can you see the question? Are you, a, are you a people pleaser or a path walker? Ooh. Is I awesome. like that. I do too. That's a great one. <laughs> Hmm. And so we'll end on that, folks. Are you a people pleaser or a path walker? That's so great. Everybody, have a happy always. Bye-bye. That concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching. Join us every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Pacific Daily Time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what. View more episodes on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, LoyaltyGutterServices.com and WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel. Hi, I'm Darius Wilrich. I'll teach you everything you need to know about playing jazz piano like a pro with my 12-week online video course and downloadable guidebook. 
Jazz Piano Pro Essentials. Enroll today at jazzpianopro.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a happy one.